Welcome to the Help for Wounded Spirits. This podcast exists to reach those wounded and suffering through life's trials. And now your host, Dr. Doug Carriger. Great to be back with you. What a day it is. Praise God. Kevin, good morning. Good morning. How's it going, brother? It's going good. It's It's been very nice in the desert today. The sun came up red, which someone says is not a good sign for the weather. So we may have a, a gully washer here in the desert. That'd be interesting. But yeah, it's, it's good to be here. I'd rather be in the desert than up in Wisconsin right now, I'll be honest with you. Yeah, you know, I was told I don't I don't want to pick on you Wisconsinites. I know there's a couple hundred of you guys listening. <laughs> it's just real cold there right now. That's what he I'm means. A, it's nothing. I'm in not, an R, I'm in an RV. So yes, now, so I, now you guys understand. We love you Wisconsinites. We're with you, man. I do. You're our people. And Kevin's going to come up and see you guys. We know we have uh, there's more than a hundred of you guys listening to us every day. So we love you Wisconsinites. But uh, you guys have been dealing with that Arctic cold. I'm afraid I'd lose an appenditure, you know, or or a digit or something. Man. <laughs> I'd get so cold. And uh, but anyway, as we move forward, uh, we our word for the day is surrender. A word for the day is surrender. So when we think of that word surrender, you know, in order to have a relationship with Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, the first thing we do is accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. And we have salvation and we work through this idea of sanctification where we learn as much as we can. Somewhere during that sanctification, Brother Kevin, we get to the point where we decide, hey, we need to surrender to God. There's more to this than just being saved. There's more to this than just learning a little bit of the Bible as we learn God saying, you know what? It's time to be more like me. You just need to surrender yourself. I believe every person alive needs to surrender to God and say, God, what do you have for me? Not everybody's called to be a missionary. I get that. Not everybody is called to serve full-time in the ministry. I get that. But let me tell you something, ladies, gentlemen, when you surrender to God and what he has for you, it's a complete change. It's like that verse over in the book of Romans, and be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is good and acceptable in the perfect will of God. So I want to stop right there and say, listen, good news. Actually, great news is that uh, you don't have to be conformed to this world. The world will have us believe in the dumbest things. And people say to me, Brother Doug, why do you think Christians believe dumb things? Because they've conformed to the world. They're not plugging into God. I say all the time, what you plug into is where you get your energy from. That's what's coming out of you. And if you're plugging into God every morning, you're not conformed to the world. You're stepping out with God. You're transformed by reading his word. Uh, there's some changes going on. God God reminds us that we want to plug into him. He's the true vine, and uh, we want we want to get our energy, we want to get our strength from the true vine. Yesterday, we talked about pride and humility and stuff, and we want to be reminded over in James 4, humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord, and he shall lift you up. And, and over and over again, we can share these verses with you, brethren, but this is what surrender means. Surrender means when you reach the end of yourself. When you're saved, when you've accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, when you're through that, that, that action you take through that sanctification process, somewhere along the way you say, you know what, God, I can't do this anymore. 
I can't make this about me. I can't make this about um, this person who used to be friends with me, who used to love me. I can't make this about anybody. I need to make this about you, God, because people don't fulfill the hole I have in my life. You do, God. You saved me. You filled the first hole. And now, God, I need you to fill the relationship hole in my life. And whatever you give me along the way is great. But first and foremost, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to surrender to you. I, I'm going to go ahead and give myself to you. In that first verse over in Romans 12, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, it's like begging. I'm asking you to do this by the mercies of God that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God. And, and it goes on. And I think that verse ends with, which is your reasonable service. And so if you think about God saying, I beseech you, I beg you, I want you to do this. I want you to go all in. He's, uh, he's went ahead and inspired Paul to tell us those words. And then well, speaking of this surrender, well, speaking of totally giving yourselves, Kevin, he then says, but you can't be conformed to the world. You just can't do it. You need to be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is good and acceptable in the perfect will of God. You want to know the will of God, friends? You want to be different? Surrender. What are we thinking, Kevin? Yes, sir. Surrender is a great, <clears throat> a great phase or a great part a great, a great step in the Christian life, I guess it's, it's, we have a wonderful savior. And when he says, come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Is there anyone else that we can yield ourselves to that we can just kind of throw ourselves into his bosom and always, whether we're throwing ourselves as an unworthy sinner who has you know, kind of the picture, I mean, there's, there's a literal picture of someone that has a hammer and a nail in his hand, like he has been, been trying to kill someone. And then he's hugging Jesus after trying to kill him. Yeah. And he just yields, he's yielding. I don't know if you've ever seen that picture, but that, that, that's that's the savior we have we have a savior who invites us if we have failed miserably we can throw ourselves into his bosom and he'll receive us we'll come out of it better or we can come weary and say lord i've tried to do the right thing and it's just not worked and we can throw ourselves at him that way and he gives comfort and he says i understand it's okay well done um whatever the case you know uh, brother, I, I'm thinking also there's there's a different angle to, to surrender. When we think about trauma, I'm thinking about there are many people that I've talked to who have surrendered themselves. They've yielded themselves to an individual on planet Earth, to a human. And it was a traumatic, long-term degrade you know degrading experience for them to the point that they are now trying to get over this person that they yielded themselves to i i heard i heard recently of someone who <clears throat> was love bombed um, uh, before they entered a relationship with a, a man this is a, a girl entered a relationship with a man because she was so love bombed um that she yielded herself to him and it just went downhill from there. Um, and that, that angle is, is the, the angle of trauma. I, I, brother, there's a verse in the scriptures. There's a passage. 
uh, that's a perfect illustration of this. If I can just take a couple minutes, there was uh, a king of Syria in the Old Testament in 1 Kings 20 named Ben-Hadad, and there was a king to the south of him of Israel named Ahab, good King Ahab, right? He was just a, he was a bad, liberal, ungodly king. Well, Ben-Hadad was in an increasing power of Syria, and he sent messengers to Ahab and said, basically, yield yourself to me in this area. And and what he said is, thy silver and thy gold, Ahab, is mine. Thy wives and thy children, even the goodliest, are mine. And the king, so Ahab answered him and said, my lord, O king, according to thy saying, I am thine and all that I have. This is a picture of yielding. This man here surrendered. Ahab surrendered his wives, his children, everything, his gold, the goodliest, it says. In other words, he said, I'll give you this much, and then I'm sure everything will be fine. Once you're happy, uh, then then everything will be fine. But it says in verse 5, and this is, picture, this is a perfect picture of, of abuse. The messengers came again, Ben-Hadad's, messengers and said, thus saith Ben-Hadad, although I have sent unto thee, saying, thou shalt deliver me thy silver, thy gold, thy wives, and thy children, yet I will send my servants unto thee tomorrow about this time, and they shall search thine house and the houses of thy servants, and it shall be that whatsoever is pleasant in thine eyes, they shall put in their hand and take it away. And then Ahab, you know, said, no way. So the point was, he yielded, he surrendered uh, something very important that was not his to give. And the next thing you know, the party to whom he surrendered it, the, the man to whom he surrendered part of his life said, it's not enough. I'm going to now go looking at your eyes and whatever you look at that is valuable to you, that will be the criteria of what I'm going to take next. And you talk about a control freak, a, a person who is just purposely trying to manipulate and hurt someone. That's Ben Haydad. And, um, you know, I'm just thinking there's people all over the place. I meet them who have been so hurt by other people that they yielded to, to their love bombing, you know, or they've yielded to their constant cajoling. And, and then that wasn't enough. And it became a manipulative, abusive situation and that is so traumatic so hard to yeah, get over but yeah. that's what we're all about it's, trying to help people find jesus yeah yeah that surrender brings us to a great place uh over in first corinthians we're reminded in 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 chapter 16 verse 19 what know ye not that your body is a temple of the holy ghost which is in you which ye have of god and ye are not your own for ye are bought with a price therefore glorify god in your body and your spirit which are god's so we have no choice uh, the word of god's telling us bring glory to god through that body of yours bring glory to god through that mind of yours bring glory to god through that humility help those hurting people don't be hurting those people. Help them. And those of you who are hurting, surrender, folks. And the sooner you get rid of the pain, the sooner you move along with that. Man, what a job God, God can do for you. And hey, listen, we're right up against that time where we let these radio stations do what they need to do. But we'll be right back with you. So hang with us.
Thank you so much for hanging with us. I was just talking with Brother Kevin. We're at a point where we're going to be changing up music, going to be changing up intros and outros. And I really believe you're going to be happy with where we're going with that. And we find ourselves in the 29th proverb over here in verse number 24. It says, Whoso is partnered with a thief, hateth his own soul, he heareth cursing, and bereath it not. And that word bereath actually means expose it, uh, uh, to, to make it known, to put it out there. So uh, when you're partnered with a thief, you, you hate yourself. You, you just, you, you're not happy. You say, I can't believe I'm where I'm, I'm at right now. I'm supposed to be somewhere else. I'm a child of God. I, uh, the whole, I'm, you know, the Holy Spirit of God is within me. I'm a temple. God sees me as a temple of the Holy Spirit of God. And I, I just can't be a partner to this thief. And I'm hating everything about myself. And, 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 you know, when you look at that second part of the verse and he that heareth cursing and bereath, you don't expose it. You're not putting it out. Uh, you're not testifying about it. You're in a bad place. And, and, and friends, we find ourselves with these wrong people in our lives. We, we find ourselves doing the wrong things, saying the wrong things, being the wrong things. And, 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 you know, right here, Kevin, as we go through this, we, we realize there are many among us, there are many listen to us today that maybe you have those friendships that you shouldn't have and maybe the thief isn't stealing cars maybe it's not stealing money but maybe they're stealing joy maybe they're uh, stealing physical favor maybe they're doing and talking about things they shouldn't be doing or talking about with you maybe they're a person that you uh, you woke up one day and said man I don't need this friendship in my life I don't need this thief in my life I don't need this person who's taken from my very essence I don't need this person who's getting in the way of my relationship with God. I don't, I don't need this person who every time I talk to, I get turned upside down and sideways. I don't need this person who's trying to steal from me. And, and so, friends, I tell you, as we look at this verse, it's, it's really important to remember we don't hang out with the thieves, no matter what they're stealing, the ungodly. We, we don't hang out with them because we hate ourselves. And, and, and we get to the point where you know, thick as thieves comes into play, where we become that thief. And, uh, you know, we're not testifying. We're not exposing them. We're not point it out. And, and, and folks, that's the worst place a Christian can find themselves outside the will of God with somebody else. Don't stand for it. Get out. And you might end up helping the other person in the long run. Get away from that thief. Get away from that sin. Go and sin no more. Get out of there. Close the door. Lock the door. Chain the door. Say, I'm not going to be part of this. I'm going to be a person whose body is a temple of the Holy Spirit of God. I'm going to be a person when I speak, it's going to represent the holy living God. I'm going to be a person whose relationship with Jesus Christ is going to be part of my entire essence. And that's a decision we got to make, Kevin. Yeah, the scripture says, come out from among them and be separate. It never says stay in among them and try to change them. Oh, yeah. Yes, I'm going to stay in the gang. I'm going to stay in the, uh, I'm going to stay in the bar room. I'm going to stay in, in some bad, you know, situation that's bad for me spiritually. But, you know, the good thing is when we take a stand, like you just said, for Christ, and we tell people that Jesus is everything to me. And I, you know, kind of like what Ahab should have said to Ben Haydad, uh, it's not mine to give. If when we take a stand and say, look, 
you're wanting me to do something. I'm hearing cursing here. I'm hearing a bunch of junk. You, you want to do things that do not please my Lord, and I'm not going to go along with it. I'm not for that. I'm not going to put my blessing on it. When you do that, typically they separate from you. And so we have, um, you know, it's not a hard thing. It's just simply a matter of, of taking a stand and saying, um, this, this circle surrounding me, draw a circle around you and say, in this circle, we're going to give God the glory due to his name. And when we take that position, then other people are not going to want to be in that circle. Amen. And, uh, yeah, that's, so you that's get, what I'm thinking. And, and you're thinking, right. I mean, just folks, you, you stand the power of the Holy Spirit that's in you when you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, regardless of the trauma we've been through, regardless of uh, the upside down life we've lived, regardless of those things that caused our hurts and those things in life that make us feel less valued, regardless of all that, you step out for God. And you get away from the thieves who want to steal your entire essence. And you get away from the thieves who want to rob your joy. You get away from the thieves who are literally stealing from others. You just get away from that and you surrender. That's such a such a big area. I appreciate that. Kevin, I think we can sneak in verse 25 for today. It says, the fear of a man bringeth a snare, but whosoever putteth trust in the Lord shall be safe. And, you know, so it's basically saying... Being afraid of people is a snare. It's a trap. If somebody can get you to be afraid of them, if there's something in life you're scared of, if man, it's a trap. And, and that trap, you know, a snare, that's what it literally means, that um, you, you're, you're trapped. But uh, when you put your trust in God and trust in him for safety, uh, when you put your trust in the Lord, he protects you. You're protected by him. You don't have to be trapped. You don't have to be stuck in this situation like the previous verse of hanging out with a thief, looking for your safety in all the wrong places, looking for your joy in all the wrong places, looking for that, uh, uh, you know, I don't know. I guess I would say I have so many of my friends that are wanting their kid to hit the next limit in life. I have so many of my friends who are wanting their girlfriend or boyfriend or fiance or whatever the case be to, to reach another level in their, in their lives where God's saying, stop all that nonsense, make it about me and what I can do. And, and by the way, our relationships should be with people who have that same understanding that we need to transform, uh, that this life that God gives us uh, comes with, you know, a need to transform. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable, which is your reasonable service. So I'm just surrendering to you, God, and be not conformed there in verse 12, 2, I think it is, and be not conformed to this world in Romans, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is good and acceptable in the perfect will of God. What are you saying here, Brother Doug? I'm telling you that we're going to run around like a bunch of scared uh, people until we just sell out for God and surrender to him and say, you know what, even if a, a terrible disease comes along, even if something comes along and takes our life, I'm going to be God's. I'm all in. I'm going to trust him. He's going to be my safety because the Bible says I pass from death unto life. Even if it means we lose a friendship or two of people who've been stealing from us, people who've been taking our essence from us, people who've been robbing our joy from us, people who've been turning us upside down. You know what, folks, sometimes those people completely change when you separate from them. Sometimes that separation makes things so much better. And, and listen, we could talk about this verse all day long, but don't, don't be caught in a trap. 
don't be caught in the fear trap. Well, you know, if I, if I leave this person, if I don't hang out with this person, if I, if I stop working over here, if I, if I start doing that, I'm losing this, I'm losing that, man, can I tell you what you'll gain when you make the move and you surrender to God, the whole wide Holy spirit of God and dwelling within you, happiness, joy, and all of a sudden things come out of your mouth that you can't believe God allowed you to say. You can't believe God allowed you to share the gospel. You can't believe God allowed you to see somebody saved. You can't believe God allowed you to help your kids. You can't believe God allowed you to be happy. You can't believe God allowed you to make a transition that changes things. And that's what our God is sitting there for. Isn't he, Kevin? He's ready for us to make that move. Yeah. The devil uses fear to keep us from making that move. And, um, he scares us because, uh, our only representation of yielding has been, uh, sometimes yielding to someone who, who, who abused it. In other words, they, um, they were control freaks. And when you yield to them, they, they just mess with your mind. But, um, when we come to Christ, that is the only way, the only person, the only entity is God. It's your maker. It's the, it's the good, benevolent, loving Savior, Jesus Christ. And when he said, come unto me, he's saying, you know, all the weariness you have because of, of giving yourself to other people, junk that and come to me. It's going to work out best. And from there, then you can launch out and figure out you know, where to throw your hat in with, with other people. So it's, it's really a starting point. It, it's a starting point and it's an uh, altogether necessary. And, uh, and, and folks, I, I got to tell you, you know, if you want the joy that only God can give, you got to go to God to get it. And we don't look for joy of God in other people. We don't look for the joy of God in the church we go to. Even it's very important, and you need to belong to a church, and you need to be baptized through obedience into that church. I get that. You need to be in a Bible-believing church. But we don't even get our joy from that church. We get our joy from what that pastor's preaching out of God's Word. We get our joy from other brothers and sisters who uh, have that joy and share God's Word and what God's done in them. We we need to be so careful careful in this life. So I, I'm not saying this by any way of admonishment. I know most of you are probably zeroed in really well on this, but this is even a reminder to me. You know, we got to ask that question, where's my joy coming from? What's this life all about? And uh, the answer needs to be Jesus Christ, my Lord and Savior. The answer needs to be God's word. The answer needs to be, I need to let go of that fear. God has not given us the spirit of fear. I need to, I need to grasp the hold of that surrender. I need to be all in. I can't conform to this world anymore because it just doesn't work. I can't serve two kings. I can't serve two lords. Stop it. Folks, let me tell you, today, serve God. Make it about God and everything around you will be awesome. We sure do love you. Please listen to every word Eric's got to say. Know for sure that you've accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. And boy, when you know that, God can do a work in your life and what a work it'll be. And uh, make sure if you need to hear, talk to us and get a hold of us, help the Wounded Spirits Facebook page, Doug at WoundedSpirits.com. We'll get back to you just as quick as we can. May God bless you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. It is very important to all of us at Help for Wounded Spirits that you know your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The Bible is very clear with a simple salvation message. You can know today. First, you're a sinner, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. 
Second, there's a price on sin. For the wages of sin is death. Third, Jesus paid that price for you. But God commendeth his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Lastly, you must speak it with your mouth and believe it with your heart. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made known unto salvation. Simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart, and he will. Please contact us if we can help you in any way. God bless you. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources, more information, or to donate to help this vital ministry, visit us at WoundedSpirits.com.